Come on, this is exciting. What will heaven be like? This is about to get real excited. If you got your Bibles, go to Revelation 21. Father, we love you. We thank you. Every week's excited. God's word is exciting. Father, we love you. We thank you, God, for being with us today, Lord. I believe Thanksgiving did us good a couple of days off, eating some good food. God, I believe in the day we are, we are in, maybe, Lord, uh, we're recognizing, God, we haven't been as grateful and thankful as we should in this last hour, but I believe, God, uh, my heart's beginning to be awakened and saying, God, man, I don't want to take for granted the things that, that you blessed us with, God, in this day and age, God. You blessed us with a roof over our head. You blessed us with safety and security. You blessed us with so many things, God, food and so many great things. And God, I don't want to be like the other nine lepers that didn't return back to give you thanks, God. I want to be like the one. Lord, you said, where are the other nine? <laughs> where are they? Didn't they return? Lord, that tells me you don't like ingratitude. You like a heart of gratitude. And so, Father, we want to be a people that have a grateful heart. We want to have a gratitude towards you and towards one another, God. Lord, we know that's your will, Thessalonians tells us. The will of God is, is in everything. Give thanks. And so, Lord, we want to be a grateful and thankful people. And I just pray, God, that you would this morning just give us a little glimpse, God, into what heaven is not and what it is, God. And uh, Lord, just uh, I know uh, five minutes after we've been there, we'll know more than we'll ever know on this side of eternity. So Lord, uh, but, but, but in our feebleness here, God, just take my bag lunch today, God. Uh, Lord, that's what I felt like, that little boy with just a, just a meager bag lunch. How, how can it do anything? But God, just take this bag lunch and multiply it somehow and change lives, God. Take the Word of God and break it and just make, let, it, let, it, let it do something great today, God, in someone's life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen and amen. Revelation 21, and I want us to talk about what will heaven look like, and as I said, someone said it, we'll know a lot more in five minutes after we've been there than all the speculation this side of heaven. I know that's the truth of God's word, is that we're going we're gonna to know, and only a fool would act like he knows exactly what heaven is going to be like, because I'm going to tell you what, it, there's eyes not seen, nor ear heard, nor either entered into the heart of man what God has in store for us, but we can take a few passages and we can piece meal together a little bit of an idea of how great this God is and what some of the things he has in store for us. So if you got your Bibles, look at Revelation 21 on the screen or in your Bible, and it says this, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I also saw a holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride adorned for her husband. Then I heard with a loud voice from the throne, Look, God's dwelling is with humanity, and He will live with them. They will be His peoples, and uh, God Himself will be with them and will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Grief will be no more, crying will be no more, and pain will be no more because the previous things, they passed away. Now there's a lot of people trying to achieve that on this side of eternity and I got news for you, you're never going to do that, right? But there is a day coming 
when these former things pass away, and we're not that part of the story yet, and sadly we've had a hijacking of Christianity with teachings like called Kingdom Now and other things where we're going we're gonna to revamp the earth and we're going to bring everything in for God like He needs our help and we're going to make everything better. But, but, but that, it's, just not, it's just not the way God says. If you read the Scriptures, we see things getting worse and worse and worse. We see God judging evil. We see then God destroying everything and bringing himself in a new heaven and a new earth right and that's what we see here and we ride with him uh, as he comes and does those things and so they they will be his peoples and 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 we will uh, and and those people teach things that's where we've got into this this nonsense of uh, of just uh, uh, you know where people have believed uh, there'll never be any more sickness here the, at this side and there'll never be any more heartache and there'll never be another trial and there'll never be another test and we brought people into Christianity believing a false about this side uh, of the coin rather than the suffering that we experience here that is for our good, the trials, the testing, and the things. And then one day it's going to give way and we're going to live in a place where we'll never have to face those things ever, ever, ever again. Amen? So get the story right. Right? Get the story right and you won't be disappointed. Understand where we are in the timeline and what's going on. Good and evil are fighting right now if you didn't know. We're in a war. We're in a warfare, and the devil's loose on this earth, and he hates the people of God. And if you can't see that in the news now, then something's wrong with your seer. So uh, he will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Death will be no more. Grief will be no more. Crying will be no more. Pain will be no more. Because the previous things have passed away. Then the one seated on the throne said, Look, I'm making everything new. He also said, Right, because these words are faithful and true. This is not my word. This is God's word. Amen. Amen. And so being on your way to heaven should be what the Christian faith is all about. I don't know why we haven't heard preach, maybe people like me, we haven't heard sermons on heaven. We don't hear enough talk about heaven. We don't have enough songs about heaven. It's as though we would just want to camp here and stay in earth forever. Amen. I don't know why we don't long for, like the saints of old, long to be in heaven. They long to go to heaven. They long to, uh, they, they talked about heaven. They, they, they long to be there with God. And we're on this planet earth and, and this life is going to end at some point. Amen. It's going to end at a point. It seems like every day I'm, now I'm seeing people dying or I'm doing funerals, it just seems like more and more, I don't know if it's my age or it's really kicked up a notch or two in the last several years, but we are seeing much death around us and we're seeing people die, and so we know that if you live on planet earth that at some point, this life that you're living is going to die in fact, the Bible tells us it's appointed unto man once to die, and after death, what's going to happen? We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, the judgment we're going to stand before the judgment seat, we're going to stand before the God of the universe, the one who created you, whether you give him credit or not for creating you, you're going to stand before him and you're going to meet the, your maker, so to say. You're going to meet the one who, who, who gave you life, who breathed life into you and he is the judge of all the earth and shall not the judge of all the earth do right. Amen. We can trust him to do right. We can trust him to do right in the fact that he is going
going to punish evil. And he's going to punish the evildoer. And we can do, judge him right as that he's going to let the righteous live forever and forever in, in, in a wonderful place called heaven. So there's two destinies that we learned uh, the last several weeks. We learned that there's heaven and hell. When you die, you're going to face the judgment. And when you die, you're headed to one of two destinies, either hell or you're headed to heaven. So when we talk about what will heaven be like, I've noticed this in the scriptures that it's often easier to talk about what it's not going to be like. And so let's start there. First of all, there will be no tears in heaven. Amen. Eric Clapton missed it or whatever. Tears in heaven. There will not be any tears in heaven, right? What's not there? No tears in heaven. We are told that he will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Anybody know where the first mention of tears is in the word of God? Come on, scholars. It's actually found in Kings, 2 Kings 20 and 5. And it's when a man named Hezekiah finds out he's going to die. He finds out he's going to die. And the Bible says here in this place, it says, This is what the Lord God, your ancestor David, says. I have heard your prayers. I have seen your tears. Look, I will heal you on the third day from now. You will go up into the Lord's temple. Now, this is, there's something in the scripture called the law of first mentions. Now, the law of first mentions means this. It, it's not always this, but, it, but it's a very good uh, law. We would put it that way. It's often correct at that, that, that if you really want to uh, know the meaning of something throughout the Word of God, you usually can find the place where it's first mentioned and it will often follow that same path throughout the Word of God. So this tells me if you really want to have your prayers answered in the coming years, then tears is, is a very good thing to mix with your prayers. I'm not talking about fake tears. I'm not talking about pity. I'm talking about genuine tears. When you have tears, they're mixed with your prayers, that tells me something that it moves God. Amen? Now, where's the last time tears are found in the Bible? Well, you just saw it, right? Revelation 21, and God will wipe every tear away from your eyes. So, so, so at the end of the book, he knows about tears, and he sees Hezekiah's tears, and he's moved by those tears, and he answers Hezekiah's prayer. He's also, all throughout the Word of God, he notices about tears, and we come all the way to the end of the book, at the very end, and he knows about what you're going through. He sees your tears. He sees your crying. Some of you may have cried this morning, and you straightened it up before you came in the, in the room, because I, I get people all the time, they get embarrassed because they come to church. Uh, because they say every time I come to church I start crying and I'm like cry, cry your eyes out cry a river, this is the best place in the world to come and cry I spent my first several years in, in, in the church crying afterwards crying tears of joy crying because I wasn't living the way I wanted to live, all these things I, I came to this altar over and over I lived in this altar and, and, and I shed many tears and God is okay with that and God sympathizes is that so if you're crying but here's the good news about that crying it won't last forever in heaven there are no tears not only that number two there'll be no trials in heaven amen no trials Woo! Yes, no trials James says count it all joy when you fall into all kinds of trials 
<laughs> that's harder to do, but that's what James tells us, amen? The first book of the Bible I ever read was this book, and that's the first thing I ever read in Scripture, pretty much, besides little being a little boy, uh, you know, in, in, in children's church and that sort of thing. But when I really read the Bible for the first time, this is what I'm staring in. I'm going through the worst trial of my life, and this is what he tells me. Count it all joy, Brad. Are you kidding me? Count it all joy when you go fall into all kinds of trials. But here's the good news. They will end. There are no more trials in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number the next one. There'll be no testing in heaven. Yes, the same thing, right? Come on. God tested Abraham. Abraham was tested by God. What was he tested to do? See that you offer your son Isaac, your only son up here. You can be tested. Hezekiah was tested at that moment when he was tested by the prophet and he comes in there and he's dealt with other things. Also, we remember Job went through such an ordeal. We know Job, uh, we see, went through some terrible testing, the Bible says. And something we learn in there, God told him right at the beginning of Job, have you considered my servant Job? Have you considered Job? What? Let's test him. Have you, have you considered him? And what we learn in that book as you read on, you learn plenty from the book of Job. And one of the things you learn is angels are watching. They're watching on. They're observing what is taking place. They want to see what would happen to a man who loses everything. What will happen to a woman who loses everything? What will happen to somebody who has to go through a trial of health? What will happen to somebody who has to go through a trial of difficulty with children or anxiety or all of these things? And the angels are watching because God's glory is on the line and at stake. But God is saying, have you considered my servant Job? Have you considered considered my servant Nana? Have you considered my servant Caleb? Have you considered them? Watch. I don't care. Even when they're tested, even when they're tried, their faith is going to come through like gold. Amen. And my glory will still be all right. Right? And so God wants the angels to see what he can do through our lives. Amen. For all of eternity, we're going to be trophies of grace. Trophies of grace. Trophies of taking the, the lowest thing on the earth. The thing that, that failed miserably. And absolutely transforming. Take, take Apostle Paul. I mean, one of the most wicked. I, we look at these Hamas people and going in and doing atrocities. Can you imagine? That's, that's really kind of what the Apostle Paul was. Going in and dragging women out of their homes. And dragging men out of their homes. And taking them to jail. And all of these things. Is our God not amazing? Can He not do anything? He, there's nothing too big for our God. And so I'm telling you, He can do it. But God wants angels to see what He can do through some of us. And so there'll be no trials. And there'll be no testing in heaven. There'll also be no temptation. Ooh. No temptation in heaven. James 1.13 says, No one undergoing a trial should say, I am being tempted by God. Well, we do that. God, why did you do this to me? Right? No one undergoing a trial should, be, should say, I am being tempted by God, since God is not tempted by evil, and He Himself doesn't tempt anyone, but each person is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by his own evil desire. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. Now, how do we know there's not going to be any temptation in heaven? Well, St. Augustine had a pretty cool thing. Let me give you a little theology lesson here, 
real quick. I hope I got the other two on there. Are the other two still on there? All right, praise God. Thank God for the people upstairs. Four stages of man in St. Augustine. He said stage one, we are created and we are able to sin, right? Adam and Eve were created. They were able to sin. They were in a, in a perfect environment. They had not sinned when they were first there, but they were able to sin. And then all of a sudden the temptation comes and they're drawn away by their lust there or whatever and they're, and they're enticed and they, they, they fall, they succumb to the temptation. So, but they were created able to sin. T- stage two of man, after the fall, they're not able not to sin. Boy, it got quiet in this Presbyterian church. Man, felt like a gut punched you. Did that upset you? Wait till stage three and three, four. After being born again, you're able not to sin again. And then stage four, you're not able to sin. Heaven. Not able to sin. So that's your theology lesson about man. So, so, so we're, isn't that amazing? Come on, isn't that good news? Yes. Able to sin. Then, then, then we fall. Not able not to sin. The things that I don't want to do, that I do. Right? Who can free me from this bondage of death and this body of death? Thanks be unto Jesus Christ who gives me the victory. And then now we have this, these dual natures going. Uh, and, and now though I can walk away from the pornography. Now I can walk away from, from the lying and the cheating and the stealing and the unforgiveness. I'm still waging war and battling. But I can walk away from those things. There is another power at work in me. And sometimes I do good and sometimes I fail sadly. But I I got an advocate with the Father, thank God, when I fail. But there is coming a day when I'll see him, and thank God, David, I'll be like him, and no more that that flesh will be dealt with the final blow. And I'm going to tell you what, finally, Brad Lindsay is going to live without sin. Praise the Lord. Amen? And so are you. Hallelujah. What a day that will be. Being so vulnerable to temptation, what does it do? It causes shame, man. When I, when, I, when I give in to temptation, man, I feel like the lowest person on the face of the earth. I beat myself up for days. I put penance on. I'm like Martin Luther. You know, man, I would have been like him. I'm, be, I'm beating my back. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling terrible about myself. I'm reading more. I'm praying more, trying to fix myself. But folks, I'm telling you, it makes brings shame. But God knows you and he understands you. And the day will come when there is no more temptation. And I cannot wait for that day. Not only that, there'll be no more trouble. No more trouble. Jesus said what? In this world you are going to have trouble. Again, where are you prosperity preachers? Where do you get your Bible stuff from? Come on. We're not all driving BMWs and Lexuses and never having a runny nose, right? Come on, God is good. He's done a lot of great things. He can do all those things. But folks, there is trouble in this world. Jesus himself, out of your Messiah's own mouth, he said, in this world, you are going to have trouble. But look at what he says in Psalms 27.5. In the time of trouble, I'll hide you in my pavilion. Yes. 
under the sweet arms of Jesus like a mother hen gathers her chicks and says, come on under here. You can find safety in the shelter of the Most High. In the secret place, God will be there with you even in the times of trouble. So the question is, are you in trouble right now? But in heaven, there will be no more trouble. Not only that, there will be no more turmoil. There will be no more turmoil. How about that? In a world that could refer to any kind of chaos that there is going on. I think of a world right now that we live in is chaotic. It is chaos. Everything is chaos. On, on the news, everything and everywhere is chaos. It's not even safe to go to certain places. Like I said, now we got churches in big cities that know what's coming and they're having to put up uh, security and metal detectors and have a plan that when somebody comes in and starts screaming out, they've already had in their services against them, they got plans to, 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 to deal with that kind of thing. We've got turmoil in our world. We've got trouble going on in our world. We've got turmoil in the Ukraine right now. We've got turmoil in uh, Moscow with Putin. We've got turmoil with China now. We've got political turmoil in this country and you ain't seen nothing yet. Just let it get next year to the election time and you're going to see turmoil and turmoil and more turmoil and there's suffering now and there's disease now. There's a disease coming out of China right now again. We've got another one. I don't know what's out there to put fear, what's real, what's not real, but it's out there. The, there's turmoil everywhere. Tur turmoil is there, but one day the turmoil will all end. Praise God. There'll be no more trust in heaven. That one you're going to come at me and think I'm a heretic. But hold fast. Faith is trusting God and relying on God. When we get to heaven, there will be no more faith. All will be sight. Lord, haste the day when my faith shall be sight. The clouds be rolled back as the sun. Amen. The Lord will descend and we won't need faith anymore. We're standing there seeing our Lord and Savior. When we get to heaven, there'll be no more faith needed. Faith will become sight. And now is your time to please God right now. When faith becomes sight, it's the end of faith. There's no need to trust God for this or that because He's there. Enoch, before he was taken to heaven by faith, had this testimony that he pleased God. That tells me right now we need faith and we need trust in everything that we're going through right now. Every battle, everything that we can't see right now, the Bible tells us that God is pleased with our faith. But one day that's going to be over and we're not going to have that time to please God in that way. So please Him now with your faith. The centurion said, hey, you don't have to go to my servant's house. Just say the word and they'll be healed. Man, never have I seen this kind of faith in all of Israel. Man, go your way. You're healed. Amen. He's like, I like that. I like that. So now is the time that you're trusting Him. Now is the time to please Him. There He will please us. Right? Come on. He's got a place prepared for us. I go to prepare a place for, for you. And He, a, a new heaven and a new earth. And so without faith, it's impossible to please God. There'll be no toil in heaven. There's no work in heaven. Now, I believe we'll be doing things. I don't think we're on a cloud sitting there for 10 million years. I don't think we're on the riverbank for 10 million years. That would get kind of boring. They were in the garden and they were to tend, they were to tend the garden. But, but here's the thing. God said in Genesis 3, He said, he said to Adam, you will eat and then you 
you'll have to work by the sweat of your brow. You, you'll have to work. It, that means if you want to eat, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have to get a job, Adam. You've got, you got to work. You've got to work. You don't work, you don't eat. It's part of the punishment for sin. You are going to work by the sweat of your brow. You are going to toil. It ain't going to be fun always getting up in the morning and going and having to deal with what you have to deal with, Adam. You've got to work for this thing. It's going to fight against you, and that's all because of the fall. But he says there'll be no toil there anymore. It'll be like it was in the original garden, how, how the, the, the water spring just came up from the ground, and you just went to the tree, and there was fruit, right? You just went to that tree, and there was fruit. Adam, all the garden is yours. I take care of it. It's already out there. It's abundant. It's beautiful. Take it. It's there for the picking. Enjoy it. Hallelujah. Amen. But, but, but now you work for food because, because now the, the, the trees, uh, the, the fruit falls off. The fruit rots. The fruit, uh, uh, you know, uh, you've you got to dung it. You've got you to get rid of the bugs. You've got to get the uh, whether you're pesticides or non-pesticides. However you get rid of them, you've got to get rid of them somehow and deal with it here. But there's coming a day where there'll be no more toil. And then next, there'll be no more tithing in heaven. Come on. Yeah, no more tithing in heaven. Come on, that ought to make you feel relief. But some of you, there's no tithing on earth, right? Uh, are you a tither? When you stand before God, uh, you you will not regret anything you gave to Him. You'll not regret giving to Him. There will be there'll be no no, no more tithing in heaven at, at this day, and you won't regret it. Tithing is a form of faith. It's a form of faith. Learn to live on ninety percent and to give ten percent. It it's, it it stretches your faith. It, it's a it's a matter of trust. It's not so much your dollar. God doesn't need my favorite preacher just preached a message a, a penny on the street of heaven. God doesn't need your penny. He doesn't need your money. But it does something in our heart and in our lives more than it's about trust. It's about faith. It's about giving God what belongs to Him. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. There'll be no more, more praying in heaven. No more praying in heaven. Have you ever thought about that? That's why we need to pray here. We need to pray why are you going to pray when God has provided everything for you and He's right there? Amen? So, so, so no more tithing, no more prayer. And you ever thought about this? There'll be no more soul winning in heaven. Yeah, what are you going to do if you're a soul winner? You're out of a job. Everybody there is saved. Right? So shouldn't we be busy winning souls now? Do you want to get there that day and, and, and find out you never won one person to the Lord? Shouldn't it be our goal in the coming year that we're at least going to lead one person into the kingdom of God in this coming year? If not hundreds of people into the kingdom of God that we're going to find somebody. We're going to win a soul. Proverbs says, he that wins a soul is wise. He that wins a soul is wise, the Bible says. So we need to be about soul heaven. So that's, that's some things that are not in heaven. Well, let's look at a few things that are in heaven, it, that are in heaven. What will be in heaven? Well, first of all, I can tell you the first thing that will be there is we're going to see Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face. They will sing forever of His saving grace. On the streets of glory, ever look my past. Here at the home at last, ever to rejoice. 
Amen. We're going to see Jesus. I'm going to see him. Fanny Crosby, one of the greatest uh, songwriters, that uh, one time was born blind. And people were always coming up to her. Oh, we're so sorry for you, Fanny. We're so sorry that you can't see. We feel so sorry. We wish we could do something to help you see. She said, don't worry about me. Because do you realize the first thing I will ever see in my life ever will be the face of Jesus? Oh, don't feel sorry for me. That's the first thing when I get my sight that I will ever be able to see. We're going to see Him. We're going to see Him. We're going to see Jesus, the one who died for us, the carpenter son, the one from Nazareth, the the one who created us, the one who formed us and fashioned us. We're going to see Jesus, the one who healed blind people and lepers, the one who's so kind, the one who's so good, the one who's so faithful, the one who's so true, the one who is fantastic. The lily of the valley, the bright and morning star, the fairest of 10,000. That's the one we're going to not only, the one we've longed for, the one we've hoped to see, the one we could see with our spiritual eye, but now I'm going to see him with my physical eye. Amen. Come on, the one we forsook this world for. Right? I'm not patting us on the back. I mean, my gosh, when we finally, the world chewed us up and spit it out, it was a no-brainer. But still, the one that we have walked this earth and served all these years when we wanted to give up, Kathy, when we've just wanted to throw in the towel and think, can I take one more step? And Jesus says, keep going, my child. It will be worth it. One day you're going to see me. You're going to see me. I'm going to hold you. I'm going to hug you. And uh, it'll be fantastic. It will be amazing. Well, secondly, uh, another thing we're going to see in heaven is we're going to have clear thinking in heaven. Woo! Yeah, our minds are bombarded today. But can you imagine clear thinking, understanding the reason God allowed evil finally? Understanding the theology will finally be right? Man, praise God. At last, vindication of the Bible. Everybody that said this book is... It will be vindicated. It will all be vindicated. Everything will come out and it will be clear. Everything will be clear in your mind. Everything will be sharp. Why does God allow evil? You'll have answer for all of those things. The Bible will tell us that with the Bible, the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. One day God will clear His name. There will be two groups of people people there. There'll be one groups on one side and billions on the other side. Those who cleared his name in advance and those who did not. And folks, that's the sides that will be there. We have cleared his name in advance. We say, even though we don't see it, even though we don't know, where else can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We trust you, God. We trust what you say. We trust what you're going to do with evil, even though there's evil going on around us, even though babies still die, even though war is still going on, even though all these things are going on and we know you can stop it we know what your word says one day you will stop it and we don't need to wait till that day we believe you now we trust in your plan and we know that it will come out in the end to be right amen and then there'll be those that say I gotta see it before I'll believe it right I'll wait till I get there and I'll tell God a thing or two right And that's, that's what will happen. But God will vindicate his name in that day. And, 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 then, and then the next thing, we'll see our loved ones. Ah, We'll see our loved ones. Some of you buried a mom and a dad a long time ago. A long time ago. 
and you will see them. Some of you, the man who, who taught you how to pray went on to be with the Lord and is now in heaven. The Sunday school teacher who led you to Christ. The person who gave you a Bible. The missionary that went over to some foreign land. One day we will see our loved ones. We'll see those who died. My dad's mom died when he was six years old. Six years old. I mean, man, if anybody would have ever, he never complains about it, but if you would have ever felt robbed about being robbed of your mom. But folks, in heaven, you'll never be robbed forever and ever. There is no more time. You'll get to spend eternity. You'll see our loved ones. There'll be made up time there. It will be forever. We'll see those who went before us, who died. Babies. Marcy and I have a baby there. We have a baby that died. We'll, we'll see those people in heaven. It's going to be absolutely a grand reunion. Our family will be in heaven. We're bearing more and more. Bill, your, your precious wife, Artis. I can't wait. Artis to be there. All kinds of people will be there in heaven. It's going to be a joyous time. And there'll be famous people in heaven. No, I'm not talking about Beyonce and these trash people. I'm talking about, no, I'm talking about Moses. I'm talking about Paul. I'm talking about Elijah. I'm talking about David. I'm talking about this one and that one. Oh, folks, it's going to be amazing. I can't. Have you ever wondered what Elijah will look like? You ever wonder what Paul will look like or David would look like? That little guy who killed Goliath with a rock and a sling? Have you ever just thought about what will Mary look like? The one who bore the Son of God? in her womb? What will Mary look like? What will Deborah look like? What will, what will Gideon look like? Folks, we'll get to see famous people in our minds and eyes and they'll get to see us for all of eternity. Amen? Hallelujah. And I believe we'll see replay of all the events of the Bible. I mean, if we got this technology, God can blow these people out of the water. Right? I mean, can you imagine getting to say, God, I'd love to see the creation. I would love to see when you said, let there be light. God, they lied to us and said there was an evolution and a big bang. Would you show me the creation? Can you imagine seeing the Red Sea crossing? Can you imagine watching those Israelites all huddled around scared to death and just getting to watch that played back as that sea, as God and Moses takes that staff and that Red Sea begins to open and all these millions of Israelis begin going across that sea on dry ground and they get to the other side and Miriam's playing her tambourine and they're dancing I know some of you, it may bother you when we dance, but I'm telling you, there's going to be some dancing in heaven. Miriam was playing. They were dancing and they were shouting and they were celebrating. The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Just event after event. The garden. The garden. Can I see the first garden of Eden, Lord? Could I see the fall? Could we see? Could we see what that was like with the serpent? Maybe we'll cut the, the first family a little slack if we could see what it was like. Amen. The temptation there. Can we just see these things? I mean, I just believe they're my Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Can you imagine getting to see the replay of that? Getting to see the replay of those things? It would just be amazing. Now, here's the last spiritual that we want to talk about. Do you know about this one? Not everyone who talks about heaven is going to heaven. Not everybody who talks about heaven is going to heaven. And I just wonder if there's people here that fall into that category because it's open now. It's still open at this point. 
There's still a way. There's a highway. You rode to church here. And many of you got on certain roads and certain places. And you know the way here. You knew the route. You knew how to get here. Well, we'll take this and we'll take that. And we'll take this road. We'll take out 65. We'll get off there at Fieldstown. We'll take a right. We'll go down. We'll hit Brookside Colbert. You know the way. Well, God has a way to heaven. Right? That's a narrow way. It's the, John, it's the, it's the 14-6 highway. It's the 14-6 highway, like I-65. If you don't know the 14-6 highway, John 14-6, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and no man comes to the Father except by me. That's the highway to get to God. That's the way to get into the kingdom of God. That's the way to get into heaven. There is no back door. There is no other way. There's no gate where you can come in at the side. I am the door, and that by me you enter into life. It's by me. That's the only way. Other people try to come in. They try to. They try to find a way in. They try to come in and climb over. They won't get in. There's only one way into the kingdom of God. It's not Buddha. It's not Muhammad. It's not Confucius. It's not Allah. It's not. New Age is not a mixture of Christianity and other things. It is the way, the truth, and the life. His name is Jesus. Amen? And He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And that is the way into the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Now here's the most tremendous statement Jesus ever made. I'm going to fulfill the law. I'm going to fulfill the law. Now, what that meant, no one had ever done that before. Nobody ever could do that. That meant that for, that meant for 60 seconds a minute, 60 seconds an hour, or 60 minutes an hour, 24 hours a day for 365 days a year, every year of those 30-some-odd years of his life, he kept the law perfectly. And at the end of that time, when he's hanging on that cross, there's a, there's a Greek word called tele, tele, somebody say it, tetelestai. And it's simply the kind of a form of a, 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 a payment. It was a colloquial expression in the ancient marketplace, and it meant paid in full. In other words, when you paid your bill, it would be like paid in full. We would put, they would put tetelestai, and they would just stamp that on there. And that's why Jesus, at that point, who had kept the law for 365 days, every day of his life, every minute and every waking second of that life, he's on that cross, and he's hanging there in the sins of the world. Your sin, my sin, people's sins who don't even want their sins up there. Every sin of the world is of hanging on that man on that cross. The full fury and wrath of God is being put on Jesus Christ in that moment. And he cries out that statement that you would have heard in the marketplace. Paid in full. I paid their debt in full. Amen. Tetelestai. It's done. It is finished. I fulfilled the law. I did everything required of you. You out in this audience and everything required of you out there in that audience. I paid their debt in full. Tetelestai. Done. It is finished. Everything required of you. Here's what you have to do. You have to transfer your good works over into that. See, some of you still want to hang on to your baptism. Some of you want to hang on to the fact that you're a teacher or you're a preacher or, or you joined a church back way back when. That, that, that you, want, you, want to, you want to brag on your good works 
and, and that won't make it there. It's a transfer of trust out of your good works and a transfer of trust into the paid in full account of Jesus. So that's what we're asking you to do today is to take your work account and say, mm, I'm done with that, and to put it completely in the trust of Jesus Christ. So we're going to sing a couple of songs. We're going to praise Caleb said he felt like today. So, so, so what we're asking you to do, and many of you maybe have all done this, but you know what? I sat in a church for year after year after year, and everybody thought I was a good boy and I was saved, but I, but I was lost as anybody was lost. Going to church every Sunday, carrying my little blue Bible, the, 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 you know, just, just carrying my, my little children's Bible growing up into a teenager. I mean, you would ask me, I was, I was on my way to heaven. But I wasn't. And so one day, Jesus got a hold of my life, and I exchanged those good works. And I took my trust out of me and my religion or something else getting me there, and I put it into the paid in full account of Jesus Christ. And so that's what we're going to do today. He fulfilled the law. He did everything required of us. And you transfer your trust into that. Put all your eggs in one basket. There is no basket of Jesus plus a little bit of me, Jesus plus a little bit of this, Jesus plus joining the church, Jesus plus singing in the choir, Jesus plus taking the widow across the street. There is none of that. There is no Jesus plus. Now, if Jesus comes into your life, He's going to transform you so much that He's going to begin to work in your life and you will begin to do good works uh, that are done by Him and through Him and in His name. But folks, it's nothing of you. And that's why the Bible says this in the hymn, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. So we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going we're gonna to stand and we're going to worship those that can stand and worship. And if anyone needs to come to this altar for anything, if you need salvation, you need to take it out of the good works account and know that your account is paid in full and that if you die tomorrow or tonight that you're going to be with Jesus in heaven, He will receive you because your account has been paid for. I want you to come and I want you to say, God, I want to transfer that out of my old account and I want to come into your account. And then if you need, if you need anything else, prayer for anything else, you're just struggling or you need uh, the turmoil or the trouble or the toil, all these things that we talked about that we deal with now, they're pressing in and they're difficult right now. And you say, Brother Brad, it's hard. It's hard to have gratitude right now. But if that's you... Um, uh, and you need prayer. We, we'd love, some of these saints would love to gather around you and just pray for you to, to keep going, to keep going just a little bit longer. Soon our faith is going to end in sight, and we're going to see Him. We're going to see the greatest treasure of all, Jesus Christ. So, Father, we love you. We thank you, God, for giving us a little glimpse of heaven, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now we know what's going to happen when we die. It's appointed unto man once to die. We're going to face the judgment. Well, we've got a good judge. And if we're in Christ, he's going to say, he's going to say, that one is mine. And we settled out of court. It's already taken care of. He's mine. Let him in on the, on the sheep side. God, if, 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 if but, but if we don't, and then 
and our, eternity, our destiny is heaven. But if we don't know you and we have not put our trust in Christ, then we're going to face a, 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 a certain eternity in hell. And Lord, we know that that's not going to be a good, good uh, ending. We saw what happened with the rich man and Lazarus. He just wanted to go back and warn people so they didn't come where he was. He couldn't get out and he couldn't have anybody come to him, but he wanted to get his brothers and other people to know, don't come here, don't come here. And that's what we're pleading with you from this church today on the internet and in this room is don't, don't, don't miss out on eternities too, too long, too long to get it wrong. Eternities too long to get it wrong. And so God, we want to get it right. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And if we'll simply open up our hearts to you, acknowledge that we are sinners in need of a Savior, and you came and you died, you were buried, and you raised from the dead, and all who believe and trust in you, you'll give us eternal life, and you'll become our God, and we'll be your people, and you will give us a new heart, a new mind, and a new spirit, and we thank you so so much for that, God. And so, Lord, right now, let us just enjoy a few minutes of praise before we leave and just have some more thankfulness and gratitude for everything you've done for us and for the place that you've gone to prepare for us. We thank you for it, Lord. We long for it. We look for it. And we look for your return, God, when you'll wipe every tear from our eyes. There'll be no more grief. There'll be no more death. There'll be no more crying. There'll be no more sighing. There'll be There'll be no more goodbyes. Lord, what a great day that it will be. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship him a minute.